0: Welcome to the Slam Radio Podcast, featuring Kane Gang.
1: I'm hurt, dog. Don't ask me if I'm alright! Hell no. Joaquin said dominate, and we not doing it! I'm putting my heart in this dog. Let's go, man! Let's go. Kane Gang! Kane Gang! Kane Gang! Kane Gang!
0: You're Kane listening Kane to Kane gang. Gang. Kane gang, only on Sirius Kane XM 145 Slam Radio. Boy, you agree? That's Kane Gang.
2: Welcome, welcome, welcome everybody to another edition of the Kangang Radio Show here on Sirius XM channel 145 Slam Radio. It's a Wednesday night. We're getting ready to chop it up. and there's a lot to talk about. Obviously, still got a lot of hoopla with the Mario thing. But it's your boy DC. At the other end, as you know, the bird. Let me get a little ha ha. Yo, bird, what's good? What's good?
3: Not much, man. Just uh just enjoying national signing day, man.
2: You know, and again, when you talk about National Signing Day, I, I, I literally don't get too excited for early signing day. Get me to the the OG. Get me to February. Give me that first Wednesday, and then we're excited. But listen, listen, it, it's been long overdue. We've been on the air for over a year. You know, rock solid team that supports us from, from the back end. You know, the guys over at Slam Radio. So, you know, we, we, got, we got a special, special guest today. Obviously, we know him as Frank um he's part of our crew Kane boys um know the dude for a long time solid guy great great guy great husband great family man so let's bring uh my boy frank bring on to the table frank what's good brother
4: yo what's up guys how's it going
2: we're good going? we're good going? man glad to have you tonight
4: well thank you for having me on it uh they're like are you busy tonight and i'm like no what's going on like, let's do a show i'm like yeah let's do it man invite on Kane gang let's do it well,
3: shoot, you're always in the broadcast booth with baseball and all that you're a busy man
4: yeah, uh, yeah, I try to I try to stay busy. I mean, um, for the most part, whenever you're doing something covering sports, or at least that's my passion, it's not necessarily considered work, right? So right. I just kinda you know, just keep on rolling with the punches.
2: Right. You know, I've been trying to get Larry on the show for for many months, but that dude is like 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 the 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 yeti, like trying to find him and, and trying to get a hold of that dude, it's impossible.
4: So so I'm lucky that I am his official producer because if it wasn't for that, I probably wouldn't get a hold of him either. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, listen, at the end of the day, we got you. We got we got an affiliate from Slam Radio, I, and I want to jump into a couple of things, Frank. Obviously, first of all, I know I'm very appreciative that you know we were given this platform and this opportunity to, you know, have a show and to cover the University of Miami in the way that we do. Um, You know, obviously, Jordan Nelson, you know, he was kind of like my partner originally. We got, you know, and Ryan came along and then obviously, you know, whatever happened with, with Jordan. But, you know, me and Bird, like I know and I can speak for him. Like, we're very, very grateful that we have this platform and this opportunity through Slam Radio and Sirius XM to be able to have our voice And to criticize, critique, encourage, support the University of Miami. And I know you guys on the back end, we just want to say thank you for giving us this opportunity.
4: No, I mean, absolutely, guys. And you guys are killing it, by the way. You're you're one of the most popular shows on our station. Um, And it's it's just amazing. It's a surprise week to week. Whenever we get to edit the show uh, back at Slam uh, between me and a couple of our students, the guests that you guys just keep on pounding onto the show um every week is hey they got pink neon they got this guy they got this guy and it's just it's it's one after the other and it's just really incredible um it, it's it's different like now we're in an exciting era of Kane's football so now it it, it it becomes more exciting to do these podcasts but you guys were going through an era that it was very difficult to go week by week talking Kane's football and when we thought that you guys were going to kind of Take it easy a little bit after the season went on. You guys kept rolling through the offseason, talking about recruiting, talking about every other sport, whether it be baseball, basketball, volleyball, soccer. You guys hit it all on the head, which is really cool. Um, But, man, you guys are – I I need to applaud you guys because you guys have done an absolutely wonderful job with the show that we've given you. And it's just going to look up from here because, like I said, the era has changed. We have Mario now recruiting today has been super exciting with all the flips and all the exciting news going on. I'm I'm being told that there's supposed to be more exciting news, um, as the evening rolls on. So yeah, man, it's, 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 it's great. It's really great.
2: You know, when I think about the university of Miami, obviously I'm a lifer. I'm, I'm, I'm in it for the long haul. I've been doing it for so long. I mean, it's not like I'm going to change schools at this point. Um, but let me ask you this. How did you how did you get involved in radio
4: and how did you get involved in producing and things like that? So before I answer how did I get involved into producing, I forgot one thing about what I was saying. We must've picked the right guy. Cause we had Romberg and, and Joel on the, in the station yesterday. We brought up your name. They knew exactly who you were. So, <laughs> so we must've picked the right guy. And then you, you send us pictures all the time of you back at like the OB. If you're looking like a uh, legit is the only word that I can <laughs> say. And it, it's, it's pretty, it's really, really cool. Um, How I got into producing, man. So like I used to listen to a lot of sports radio in the car. As soon as I graduated high school. And I was like, man, this is crazy. Like these guys actually get paid for talking sports. Uh, So I started, (laughs) I'm, I'm one of these people that I don't necessarily need a book to show me. I can kind of like dabble into it, watching videos and things like that and teach myself how to do something. So I wanted to do, be a sports talk show host. Like I wanted to be the main guy. I wanted to be the star. And as time went on and I started doing my own shows, I started falling in love with the production side of it. Um, I'm a very, I have a huge imagination. So when I found when I found out that producing had, to, had to incorporate a lot of my imagination, I instantly fell in love with it. I decided to stop doing the whole hosting thing. I decided that even, I mean, I, I'm a sidekick on Good Morning Amigo, but only because he needs me to be his sidekick, but I, I would just stay behind the glasses putting sound effects and just coming up with crazy radio stick play plays and things like that. Um, so yeah, man, it's just it, it lets my it lets my childhood out is the reason why I have so much passion for it.
3: Yeah,
2: you have it's a that, great show in, too, you man. You good morning, inner, amigo, man.
3: Thank
4: you. You have that inner that
2: inner child, that <laughs> inner inner <laughs> beauty. This says, let me out.
4: Let and, and, that, me out. <laughs> and, and my energy is always like through the roof, man. Like people are always like, bro, don't you over ever chill? And I'm like, yeah, you know, I have my chill moments. But it's like a switch, man. When you have to let it go, you got to let it go. I roll into the station every day at 6 o'clock in the morning, and the kids walk in, and they're like, bro, how much sleep did you get? Well, I mean, I have a toddler, so I had about three and a half hours of sleep. And, <laughs> and I'm kind of like, yeah, bro, no problem. And as soon as that intro goes, good morning, amigo, slam radio, seriously, and I just have to turn on, they look at me like, where did that come from? <laughs> no, no cafecito,
2: no coffee, no Mountain Dew, no Dr. Pepper. Sometimes, sometimes,
4: okay. sometimes, not all the time, sometimes. It's all natural, man.
3: Yeah, That's I remember the first I time like. when, I, when I met you in uh in Tallahassee before the game, man. Like, I was like, man, he's a ball of energy, man. Like, love that guy, man. Yeah.
4: Yeah, I'm, I'm all over the place. I've tried to tone it down as time has gone on, but I can't <laughs> help it. Because just the you try to hide the real you to try to, like, please people. And over time, the real you just ends up coming out. And then people look at you like, you changed. No, I didn't change. I I, I was trying to be somebody who I wasn't. So it's better just to be upfront who you are from the beginning. And if you're liked, you're liked. And if you're not, oh, well. well.
2: You know, that that's a great point. And, and, and I'm going to touch on that because I think we're all affiliated through one thing. We're all affiliated through that orange and green, right, as far as people that we know. And, and again, you can't please everybody. You know, like I don't tailgate. Like that's just – that's not me. Like when we go to the games, I know everybody, but I just don't sit and – and, and lock myself down into one certain location for three, four hours. Like, I I have a routine that I've been doing since 2013. I want to be at Cane Walk an hour early. I want to make sure that no one gets my spot. Like, it, I get there early, make my little rounds, you know, say what's up to all my people, blah, blah, blah. You know, but sometimes I feel like, do they think I'm a, like a jerk? Like, because I'm not hanging out or something? You know, but these are things that go on in your mind, right? You know, and then I, I just come to the conclusion, like, my boys are my boys. They know I'm not going to stick around. They know we'll catch up at halftime, we'll catch up after the game, I'll hit you up on the phone, you know, but you're right. No matter what you do, Frank, you can't please everybody.
4: You're a politician, Cole. You got to go around and <laughs> shaking hands and kissing babies. I we nice, understand man. how it is. No, man, um I mean, you've you've been a familiar face around the program for a long time, and we understand that you like to go around and say hi to different people. I mean, everybody has their own way of preparing for a game. Yeah. Um. I used to be the wander. I used to walk around everywhere, and it, by the time the game started, I was so exhausted that I was just like, "Yo, I I can't do this anymore." So, um, I don't know if you know this, but everybody that we tailgate with, for the most part, I met up through Twitter. Um, and it was around the 2009-2010 season, and we've been kind of tailgating ever since. So. We're going on ten plus years of tailgating together and it's pretty crazy when you think about it. It's just a group of people that we met on Twitter.
2: And it's a great group of guys. And it's and, a lot familiar, and, and, right? and females as well. Oh, yeah. You know, La Familia, Cane Boys. Um, you know, and again, it's it's something that not only do you do at the games, it's again friends like we just we have softball games and turkey bowls and you know, things like that, which Kind of help, you know, your brotherhood and your camaraderie because it's not just at a game. It's you become a family, right? Right. You're invited to here. You're invited there. Sometimes you're not invited here. Sometimes you're not invited there. You know, those are the things that you have to come to to understand. You know, what's it been like since you've been at Slam Radio? Like how 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 have you transitioned? How have you gotten better over the
4: years of working for Slam? Um. So you know how they say repetition is key and practice makes perfect. It just becomes all muscle memory for the most part. Um, I used to overthink everything that you that used to happen in the production room. I don't necessarily think anymore. I guess so. The proper analogy, sports analogy, is the game has slowed down. Um, there's a lot of things that I used to overthink, and you you would hear the sloppiness and the no rhythm. It would it would translate through the air, you know. And as time has gone on, that kind of has gone away because of how much. On top, another thing too that has helped me get better at my job is that the students have stepped up. So now we're this is year number going into year number four now. Uh, Slam Radio just turned three years old. We're going into year number four now, and there before I, I wouldn't be able to take a day off because there was nobody else running the station. Now for the most part, if I know that I have to take a day off at least three, four days in advance, I can I have time to logistically uh delegate everybody to okay, you're gonna be here in this class, you're gonna be here in this class. We just can't go dead. Amigo wants the show to keep going and so on and so forth. Uh we had a lot of obstacles too though. We had the pandemic. Um March thirteenth, twenty twenty, all of a sudden we were told we were gonna be alerted maybe two weeks we would come back and then turn into a year and a half. Um school was we finished that school year in twenty twenty and then where are we now? Okay, so the 2021 school year, it was like half students. So there was a it was a huge skeleton crew. And and to be honest, that's kind of where we we married, we got married. It's it, it was during that pandemic time. Uh we had to go a different direction with the station since we didn't have all that much uh student content. Um, we had to go a different direction and kind of try to get some um industry professionals to kind of help us out and do some podcasts. Um, some 790 talents that were kind of dropped in that purge that happened. Uh, a couple of years ago, some of those talents jumped on with us and it helped out with students because now students are producing professional shows instead of just producing their own work, which probably isn't that interesting, interesting to them. Now they're producing those uh, those shows. Um, also, Pitt uh, came around. They did a five year anniversary for uh, for his radio station. They used our station um, and that turned into me producing a podcast for him. So a lot of things have happened. Um, and now this year that everybody's kind of back, it's been a full circle that everybody now kinds of, it, it's like everybody's in place now. Everybody knows what to do with, wh- with what they got. And it's made everything so much better, so much easier. And it's really brought everything out um, into, uh, into uh, up to the next level. Gotcha.
2: Now, when you talk about Slam Radio, can you give me a little background on, on how Slam came to fruition?
4: So Slam the School or Slam the Station? Both. Okay, so um, the school's eight years old, nine years old. Um, I know it's a project for academic. I'm not too savvy on this subject because I've only been in the school for about four years. Um, but they started with one building, which was the North Tower now. Um, it was started off to be just a middle school, just, um, a charter school to help out with kind of like sports and arts, um, and things like that. Uh, the schools kind of based around something that we call the academies. So every student on top of having their core classes and their elective classes have to pick one of the academy classes. The academy classes can be a medical class, a marketing class, a broadcasting class, a dance class. So there's different things and all these classes are supposed to help you um trained for the real world so like our radio class it's not necessarily all about radio like we don't think we're gonna hire the next marv albert or or bob costas or anything like that anything like that that's not what our class is about our class is about life our class is about meeting deadlines finding your voice being able to express yourself when it's necessary and um in in the proper way not in the slang way in in the most educated way so for the most part, uh, our students turn in projects and stuff like that, and we're we're not necessarily judging them on quality. We're judging them to make sure that they follow directions and they and they met deadlines. Um, and especially during COVID, it was very tricky because now they're on their own trying to upload all this stuff, and now you get all these excuses like, "Oh, I didn't get, I don't have any or power or nothing like that." Listen, in the real life, rents do it the first of the month. You got to pay it the first of the month. <laughs> if, it do, if you don't pay it the first of the month, now you got a late fee. So you have to deal with a consequence. And the consequence when, you get, when you're when you an adult is it, go, it goes out of your pocket. So they kind of follow suit. It was difficult the first couple of years doing that. But now, again, the fundamentals were put in place. And now we're really starting to see them all excel. Deadlines are being hit and quality is being hit. Um, we've taken it step by step when they're doing their podcasts. Their podcasts right now don't have any rejoin music or anything like that. And there's some students that I said, hey, I want to rejoin music. Show me how to do it. So I've had to up the curriculum now and and, and and advance the curriculum to now show them how to put rejoin music. And that's showing me that they care because they want their podcast to
3: sound better. How many students are in the school, Frank? In the school, I would
4: guess maybe, I think it's 1,200 this year.
3: Wow. It went
4: that's up a, from like a
3: sizable number.
4: Yeah, it went up from about eight. But remember, we have from six to 12. My senior year, my senior class had 800 students at Miami Killian. Wow! So these classes aren't very big. Um, there's not a lot of students, so they all know each other. It's like living in the town of Springfield with The Simpsons. Everybody knows each other. <laughs> That's a great. How many? Analogy. How many work? Uh, <laughs> how
3: many work for Slam, or how many are, are interning with you guys over in the radio station?
4: So students, we have I think this year our number is about 80. Um, you spread wow. that out with about six classes. Um, it's about 80 kids, something like that.
3: That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Well, we do uh, – we are coming up on a break here. We I know, I know you guys got to pay some bills. Usually you say we do, but uh, you guys are listening to the Can Gang Radio Show here on Sirius XM, Slam Radio, Channel 145. We'll be back with Frank the Tank here in just a moment.
5: Yo, what's up? Baby, let's get- this is Tua Tungvaluwa.
6: Yo, Sway Calloway. This is
1: Spice Adams. This is Michael, the playmaker Everybody. What's up? This is Grok, and you're listening to Slam, Slam Radio. Radio. Serious XM. Yeah!
7: There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze.
8: Good morning, amigo.
4: Hey, man, if, look, if they pick up Tua Nigamano Alapola, too, I'm, I'll be fine with him. But I'm just looking I'm, I'm looking at the different angles. It doesn't. You call him
1: if, that. I call him Tunga Vailoa. Whatever you
4: want to call him. Listen, I don't know if they're 100% sold on Tua Nigamano Alapola. Tunga Vailoa is the next quarterback of the Miami Dolphins. How can you get that name so perfect? Tua Nigamano Alapola?
3: Tua? I can't do it. I'm done. Tunga Vailoa.
4: Tua Nigamano Alapola? Tunga Vailoa. Tua Nigamano Alapola? Tunga Vailoa. Tua Nigamano Alapola? See, that sounds much better. Good morning,
8: amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145, Slam Radio.
0: We'll be back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145, Slam Radio.
1: I'm Andrew Saul, Commissioner of Social Security. I'm here to warn you about telephone scammers pretending to be government employees. Some of these scammers may say threatening things like, you will be arrested if you don't make payments or provide personal information. Do not fall for these tricks. These calls are not from us. Real Social Security employees will never threaten you for information or money. If you receive a call like this, hang up. Never give the caller your personal information, like your Social Security number or bank account, or send money in any form, cash, gift cards, wire transfers, or prepaid debit cards. Report the call to our Law Enforcement Arm, the Office of the Inspector General at oig.ssa.gov. Share this information with your friends and family.
4: la 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 reina y saludo a mi gente de And now we're back with Kane Gang
0: on Sirius XM 145, Slam Radio.
2: And we're back, joined by Frank the Tank from Slam Radio. Bird, I want Frank's job. I I just want to say that right now. I want to be able to sit behind that glass and just hit all them buttons and see what happens.
4: Only kidding, Frank. We're, no, 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 man. I mean, we're, we're known as the fun class in school, man. Like, So, like, a lot of the students, I'm even getting followed by students. I have no idea who they are. And they're starting to see the stories, and they're like, man, you guys are the fun class. Like, there's always something going on. Students come in, and we'll be DJing. Our, all the speakers, like, loud boy, like walking into Club 609 back in the day or something like that, <laughs> you know? But, like, I'm talking about loud, and like, students just walk in and be like, man, this is. It's, it's crazy. We don't feel like we're in school when we're at the station because we're, like, all the way on one side of the corner. Um, so it's sometimes we walk out, and I'm like, oh, snap, we're, we're in school. Okay, cool.
2: You know, I uh, there's times, like, first thing in the morning, 6.45, 7 o'clock, I'm driving into work, and I'll get a notification. Slam Radio's live or whatever, you know, or, or you know, Larry the Amigo's live. So, I you know, I chime in, and, and I pop in there, and there's times I see Larry over there. And you guys do fun stuff. Like, you guys had – I remember a couple months ago, you guys or Larry had this this cereal debate on the best cereals <laughs> and, you know, just different milks or whatever the case may be, right? But, like, that's intriguing. Like, that's fun. Like, that's something different, you know? Yeah, so, we,
4: we do all these crazy little bits and stuff like that. A lot of it's radio shtick. But a lot of it, we try to, like, for the most part, maintain the integrity of it. So, like, the number one thing that you always hear me bugging Larry about is he owes me a pig roast. Because he made a bet a long time ago that Tiger Woods would never win another major ever in his life again. And, and it looked like Masters. that for a long time. <laughs> and then he won the Masters April 14th, 2019. <laughs> That's right, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I want my pig roast.
3: <laughs> Let's do it, man.
4: Uh, let me, let me we'll, ask we'll you come, this. We'll
3: come help you eat, man. Believe oh, we'll that. We'll definitely so
4: help Everyone's eat welcome, man. We're trying to throw a big... Throw, throw a big sherdang whenever it's he, – he's using every excuse in the book, man. My gallbladder, COVID, blah, blah, blah. I, I'm waiting to see what's his next excuse, but I'm on his ass trying to get this uh, <laughs> this pig roast going down. So so speaking of Larry, and, and I have this written down because
2: I, I feel like as a host, you should be kind of semi-prepared for your show. So I, I wrote some things down. How is it working <laughs> with Larry?
4: <laughs> it's a it's a little bit of a roller coaster, um, because he wears his emotions on his sleeve. Right. Um, so, the, man, Larry, Larry, Larry knows how to do. Larry, Larry, all right. So, Larry's a G. All right. Nobody knows what G I'm talking about. Larry's a gangster. All right. Larry knows how to, for the most part, get to where he's got to get to. Like Larry made it to the crystal ball in a uh, press conference. Larry wasn't necessarily on the list. Like, we know Larry has his connections with Mario and stuff like that, but Larry was able to get his way in. Larry, Larry I mean, we got on Good Morning America. Uh, We've got into Radio Row. Um, we're try, We might be getting into Radio Row again this year. Like it's he's it's it's it, man. It, you just don't know what to expect. And there's a lot of things that he kind of keeps secret from me because he likes to get my reaction when it happens on the air. Uh, I also wear my emotions on my sleeve. So he knows right away when he tells me something, am I for it or against it? Um, but, man, he's he's the man, bro. Because uh, I wouldn't be here without Larry. Um, I don't know if you know my story with Larry really, really quickly. I hit him up one day at a tailgate. And I'm like, man, whenever you're down to do radio again, I'll be your producer. Uh, nobody's necessarily giving me a shot. I'll do anything I, I got to do. Um, 2013, he hit me up saying there was an opportunity on soulflowradio.com um, station that belonged to the late, uh, great George Rodriguez, which was the producer of Neil Rogers for a long time. And uh, George took me under his wing and he showed me how to do a lot of the producing stuff. From there, we kind of did uh, some inside the closet uh, blog streaming kind of things um, until one day he told me, he goes, look, just keep keeping me in mind. Um, we're going to be, we're going to be doing something one day. And I worked, I did radio with Larry for about five years. Uh, I never asked him for a dime. A lot of it was just experience. To be honest, it started as a hobby. Um, I was just kind of happy that I was doing some radio stuff. I just always wanted to do radio. And even if it was just me doing warehousing by day and radio by night, I was able to kind of fulfill my passion a little bit. You know what I mean? Um, but then uh, two and a half years swung by and he told me, when I call you, be ready. One day he called me. I went in for the interview, and now we're we're out today running Slam Radio.
2: He's a great guy. I mean, and again, I go back to what I, you know, preluded to when when we were talking earlier is, you know, again, he doesn't know me from Adam, right? Obviously, you know me, um, but for him to give me an opportunity, um, like again, I'm genuinely grateful for that because, mm-hmm. you know, again, you don't necessarily have to know somebody for for them to, to, to give you an opportunity or to give you a chance. Right. As long as you have somebody like in, in my instance, you know, you kind of had my back, you know, say, so, Hey, give him an opportunity, you know, and, and he went out on a whim and, and gave me that opportunity. But, you know, for what I've met from Larry and, you know, being able to talk to him on the phone uh, numerous times, just, I love the guy, man. He's just a great guy. And, and it seems like he will do anything and everything to help somebody out.
4: Perfect. Thank you for the segue. So I was about to say, he's the one person that I know that is so selfless that he will do anything for somebody before he does something for himself. Yeah. I call I call him Robin Hood. Um, so, you know, like uh, take from the rich and give to the needy. So he doesn't take from the rich. What he does is whenever the rich disrespects somebody, like Allah lose their job, he takes those people and gives whatever he can to them because right. they're in need. So I call him Robin Hood all the time.
2: Yeah, you know, and again, it's it's you you should always have an opportunity to pay something forward, right? You know, he moved and he had hit me up and needed some stuff done. Like, bro, I'm not I'm not asking you for a dime. Like, mm-hmm. you're my boy, and if you need something, I got you. Mm-hmm. And and if if more people would understand that the generosity that you can give somebody means more than receiving a dollar, I think this world would be a better place.
4: Right, absolutely. Is that a lot of people have an agenda? um especially in south florida Uh, you hear this all the time from folks that move up from the north they're like man people are just different down here and it is for for whatever reason maybe it's we're so such a mixture of cultures down here that everybody fends for themselves it's like a survival of the fittest down here more than anywhere i feel at, at least down here in south florida um but they're Remember, Larry's not from Miami. Larry's from New York. So maybe it's a Northeast thing. But he absolutely doesn't care about himself. He wants everyone to have it before he does. Right.
2: So let, let's change topics real quick, Frank, if you don't mind.
4: Mm-hmm. Obviously, this
2: is the Cane Gang Radio Show. And when we say Cane, we mean Miami Hurricanes. Obviously, you're a Canes fan, right? Um, yes, obviously, sir. growing up. Talk to me about what got you involved and in, in liking
4: the University of Miami. My dad. Um. So my dad we moved down from Chicago. I was born in Chicago. We moved down. uh, I was about four years old. Uh, As I grew older, I've heard stories that my dad used to watch the Canes on TV and he just used to love how vicious they were. They were super mean. they were always in your face. They were intimidating. They were the rough boys. And he always, for the, whatever reason, kind of gravitated towards that. Uh, Locally, uh, if we're talking local high school football, we know the Southridge Spartans, their uniform's all black. Black helmets, black jersey, black pants, black socks, black shoes. No association with, with Southridge, but that's his favorite high school football team. Um, I went to Killian, I mentioned earlier, and Southridge- Green and yellow. Huge rivals, <laughs> huge rivals. My dad's like, I'll go watch the game, but I'm going to sit on the Southridge side because that's what's up. So my dad took me to my first football game at the Orange Bowl. was against the Pittsburgh Panthers. Craig Erickson was the quarterback. And I remember the, the, command the Canes must have been up like 56 to seven or something like that. And all of a sudden the game got kind of sloppy. And I'm like, dad, why are the Canes playing so bad all of a sudden? And he explained to me, they put in the second stringers or third stringers to try to get everybody playing time. And I saw the way the passion was with the game. I saw the energy in the stadium and I immediately fell in love with sports. Um, I don't think that was my first sporting event, but that was one of the first sporting events that I can remember. Remember. Um so right away I fell in love with the energy and I fell in love with life sporting events. And I've been a season ticket holder for the Canes since 2004. Um yeah, four. I was able to enjoy the last three seasons at the OB. I always went to games, I just never had season tickets. And then and I have I've always had season tickets at uh, uh at the Rock now. Uh, I've sat in different locations, but man the Canes is it's it's my life and I didn't go to school there. I hate, like, you didn't go to school there. You're not a real king. Who cares, bro? Dude, I. It, you don't need to go to school. My dad didn't go to Southridge. My dad roots for the Spartans. Like, get <laughs> out of my face, man. But you don't have to. I tattooed orange and green on my body before I tattooed anything else. And I don't plan on tattooing Heat or Cubs or anything else that I have huge love for because the Canes were the first team that I fell in love with. First team that broke my heart. The First team that that I that I fell in love with, and I just you can't replicate that. Um, A lot of people joke is, oh, if Miami never comes back, I'm gonna find a new school. Great, I can find another interest in another school, a rooting interest. But you ain't gonna replace you ain't gonna replace my Canes, bro.
2: I mean, I'm the same way. I know Bird Bird was it 2004? Was it the Orange Bowl that really got you kind of into that whole you know? Well, I'd always watch
3: it before. Yeah, that
2: passion, right?
3: Yeah. 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 It was really that, that Oh four, uh, orange bowl. You know, that was the first, that was like the first game I went to. Right. And, uh, I you know, went down there with some guys, man. And, uh, you know, they just, you know, had a, we had a great day tailgating. And then of course, you know, I uh, you know, wide, uh, wide left to win the, uh, to win the game, you know, JP went off in that, uh, in that game, Jared Payton, and, uh, you know, got to, play, got to see the great Sean Taylor play. And, uh, That was just an amazing memory, man. I've been, you know, been in love and going crazy ever since.
2: Now you talk about the, the, the late great Sean Taylor. And, and, and again, Frank, we've been around the program long enough where we've seen a lot of greats. You know, I was fortunate uh, the other day I had a lunch meeting with uh, Mr. Number 75, Vince Wolfork down. I've I've gone
4: fishing with him, man. That
2: guy is an interesting
4: individual, bro.
2: So I'm going to read you a text that he just sent me. Um, couple hours ago because we were talking. He's like, this is at 434. I kid you not. I mean, I could probably show you on my screen.
4: Yeah, I'm not going to read that.
2: <laughs> man, he goes, man, bad, bad, bad day of fishing, brother. Ain't cast nothing but seven today. Weather was tough sledding. I get you some fish, though, my man. <laughs> so
4: <laughs> That boy loves his fishing, man. Bro. I went out with him and Bianca, um and we had a great time. Also, John Vilma was with us. Um, it was, I, I, I closed my eyes. I'm like, what am I doing on this boat? Like one of those, it was just us. Like, what am I doing on this boat?
2: Yeah. He's such a great human being. And again, taking football completely out of the equation, it's just nice to be able to see people in a human element rather than trying to see them as a sports superstar. I I, I know that's tough to see sometimes to say that and realize it when you're standing next to somebody. You know, like like Vince's stature right, right now, he's a semifinalist now for the Hall of Fame, you know, per se. Um, but I look at him as a human being, not just, you know, Vince Wolford, you know, NFL, you know, future. And I say he's a future Hall of Famer because I believe he will get in. Maybe not first ballot, maybe not second ballot. But for what he did at that defensive tackle position is literally transcending from that position.
3: You know, it's, it's funny you talk about the human side of it, man. And you know, I mean obviously he was a great player, Super Bowl champion, played with Tom Brady, great Miami Hurricane, national champion. But I always th- when I think of him, man, I think of the video from <laughs> with the overalls in Texas and bro just just how like Time you know, how was he? How was he able to? How was he able to keep a straight face at all time with everybody just dying? They said he looked like a baby, like the way he was. There.
2: I, like, I don't know if you can even. Say, I don't know if we can say it on the radio, but you know, opening over <laughs> overall just free balling, like just yeah. literally didn't even care.
3: One hundred percent.
4: Frank, let me man, let me ask
2: you this, Frank. Frank, who's your favorite player that ever played at the University of Miami?
4: Wow. Somebody asked me this question today and I felt like I was giving him a hundred percent biased question. I mean, like answer, um, man, I've gone through this a lot. My number one all time favorite is Devin Hester. Okay. Um, with the, the the electricity that he put out with all his punt returns. I I go on YouTube sometimes just to rewatch his kickoff returns. I think my favorite one was against Duke um that's the one that he kind of stopped yeah he went backwards and then he stopped i don't know like three seconds and he's like "Ah, i'm gonna go this way one of my favorites of all time um but it's it's biased because of the interactions that i've had with them um i I mentioned uh that i went fishing with john and vince um and i fell in love with them as people yeah uh we just had mckinney today fell in love with him as a person uh Romberg, joel as people um, which is very difficult to do as fans. Like, you don't necessarily think about them as people. You just think about them as commodities for your team.
2: Yeah.
4: Um, but, man, I remember the Super Bowl came down. Remember, so I'm a Bears fan. Yeah. So Devin, only... le- Devin left Miami wow. and was drafted by the Bears. So it was like, all right, I always felt like he was my favorite in Miami, and then he went to the Bears. So it just solidified it. Um, wow. The story that I have with Devin is a special one. I. Parked myself outside of the Hilton by the airport when they came down for the Super Bowl. I was there for two days. Man, I got, I met everybody. Um, but I really wanted to meet Devin, and I couldn't find Devin the first night. So I've made a special occasion trip the second night, um, parked in front of the hotel for the Super Bowl. And I see Devin pull up in an SUV, and I walk right up to him. I took the jersey off my back and I had him sign it. And as he's signing it, I told him, I go, Devin, I'm a, crazy Cuban kid from Miami that's going to tell you one of the most outrageous, crazy things you've ever heard in your entire life. Signing, he looks up and he goes, shoot. I'm like, all right. I alright i do not know how the Bears are going to get the ball first, but you're going to get the opening kickoff or you're going to take it to the house. Call me, crazy. And he looks, he goes, you can't say things like that. I go, I know. I'm superstitious, but I know what's going to happen. And he looks at me, he's like, all right, kid, whatever. Sure. I not. don't know if you remember <laughs> me or not. I remember telling everybody watch this, and I don't know if he remembered me or not. But if, as he's in the fifteen, to the ten, to the five, he takes a peek on the scoreboard. I don't know. I tell everybody that he thought of me at that moment. Maybe he did. Maybe he didn't. But I, I, I'm sure if he remembers me saying that, I'm sure that goes through his mind every once in a while. But wow. Devin, man, it has to be Devin Hester.
3: Wow, that's wild, man.
2: Devin's a great guy. Like, um, I saw him. Two years ago, and I know we're coming up on, on break here in about thirty seconds or so. Um, so, quick story is we had we always go to the University of Miami Hall of Fame banquet, and uh, I, he was being inducted into the Miami uh, University of Miami Hall of Fame, and so I had a I had a a, a helmet made half Chicago, half U M. Oh man! And he signed a Chicago one, and I said, "Can you sign the other side?" He goes, "Why did he signed it?" I said, "Yeah, but you signed that bear side. I'm like, I need that U side signed." You know, he signed it, you know, got some photos with him. And I have some old photos with him that I posted, you know, back in the OB and stuff like that. But you talk about that Super Bowl, I'm going to talk about that Florida, you know, his first kickoff in the OB. So, Bert, Bert, take us a break and we'll be right back.
3: All right. You're listening to the Can Gang Radio Show here on Sirius XM Slam Radio, Channel 145. We'll be back in just a moment. Hey,
0: look what I found a radio. Radio. This is Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio.
8: Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on SiriusXM 145, Slam Radio. We'll be back with Kane Gang. On Sirius XM
0: 145, Slam Radio. Social Security is with
9: you through life's journey from birth to retirement. As your life changes year to year, so do your needs. For over 80 years, Social Security has helped to meet your needs and is committed to improving access to the services that make a difference in your life. Today, you can verify your earnings, estimate your future benefits, apply for retirement, manage your benefits, and even change your address, all from the comfort of your home. Social Security's online services help put you in control with secure access to your information anytime, anywhere, allowing you to spend more time with family, friends or simply just enjoying the day social security securing today and tomorrow see what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov
7: produced at U.S. taxpayer expense
5: I'm constantly failing guys I'm constantly learning it's not how you fall it's how you get back up there's no losing only learning there's no failure only opportunities and there's no problems only solutions.
0: On behalf of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality. Slam Radio, what's up? From Enrique
6: Santos, 1249, Latino.
0: And now we're back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio.
2: here again just chopping up third segment of the first hour got the bird got the frank and uh yeah so you you talk about that super bowl and i remember that and i'm that guy who i didn't really care who who won the game obviously it was chicago versus indianapolis you had reggie wayne on one side you had you know you had uh Devin on the other side so to me it was more of i don't care if chicago wins i don't care if any indy wins At some point, a cane is gonna get a Super Bowl ring, you know? Mm -hmm. But that opening kickoff was it was reminiscent of what he did at the University of Miami as far as and again, I just said it before a break is that Florida game (laughs) in 03 was just the O there was nothing like the OB when you had a big time matchup, the place was rocking. It was and for him to take that kickoff and house it like it literally it was shaking. You know, and I miss the OB as much as I love the amenities that Hard Rock gives us. Like there was just something about sitting in that West End Zone, you know. Like and again, pulling up five hours early, you know, twenty dollar no blocky. Like getting out of your car, just there was just something about that venue. And obviously, Slam is at that venue. It's it's right there. So, so Frank, I know you do other things. You know, you're able to call games. You call baseball games um, Marlins FIU Hurricanes like how exciting is that for you as you continue in your professional you know journey moving forward do you enjoy doing that type of things or do you like the back end work
4: uh, I, I like a little bit of both actually um, you talked about the OB and slam real quick the way uh, when you come to the studio i'm going to show you and you're going to it's going to break your heart the way that my desk is angled looking at the amigo i have a window to the left The one on the left is Martin's park. So I see Martin's park every day and every day I kind of close my eyes and I pretend like if the OB was there and especially these last couple of days, having these guys in studio, (laughs) we've been looking at a lot of pictures and, and, and things like that. Um, going to the announcing thing. Um, I like a little bit of both. I really do like the announcing more than actually like, uh, man, it's just tough to say that. Like, I really can't even say that. Um, it's just it's just two different cups of coffee man like one has cream and when the other one is straight black um it just depends the mood you're in i like doing the radio thing because i'm gonna curse i don't care i shoot the shit <laughs> um i guess i'm the boss around here right so i can make that decision um That's but yeah right. I, I, I like i shoot the shit and it's and it's a lot of fun because it's like that barbershop style sit back um joke with your friends um a lot of it is, comes across as comedy there's times that we get into A conversation that we're like wow how did we get here and that's the beauty of radio um i like the announcing side of it because i like to i like to be that commanding voice and let everyone know what's going on um and each sport that you announce is totally different uh baseball is more just kind of like introducing who's coming up because you do a lot of introducing in, in baseball basketball is letting everyone know yo this guy's the one that scored right now or this one's the, made the assist this one's the guy that made the foul so it's kind of like narrating the game but not really Football's a favorite though football it's like it, it's it's like a step down of play by play for the most part because every play it's The pass from Van Dyke intended for Reggie Wayne is incomplete, complete, good for 10 yards, good for another Miami Hurricanes, first down, like whatever it may be. Um, So I just I really get into all that. Like that's and and my personality really does come out when I do a lot of the stadium announcing. Um, Sometimes I forget I'm working.
2: (laughs) Okay, (laughs) makes sense. Let me ask you this. And I don't want to keep you too much longer. Let me ask you this. What's your long-term goals, whether it be at SLAM or whether it be, you know, a different direction, you know, again, talk about announcing, where do you see yourself in another five years?
4: So if I was still where I'm at today, I would not be disappointed. And I know that's not an answer that you normally get whenever you kind of talk about outcomes and where do you see yourself in five years, but I wouldn't be disappointed because I like the position that I'm in. I have the flexibility to announce and do radio. Uh, the schedules work perfectly because I do an AM radio show, not a PM radio show or a rush time show. So I don't necessarily have to necessarily worry about both schedules, both schedules overlapping. Um, and I like the fact that I have an opportunity to reach out to kids every single day, um, make a difference in their life. Um, especially in the, in the, in the neighborhood that we're in, we're in a neighborhood that a lot of these kids come from, Homes that they don't see their parents all the time because their parents are working 15 hours a day um, or, or they may not live with their mom. They may live only with their dad or, or with an aunt or a grandma. Um, so it's 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 great to see these these students. And then they, they build these walls because they come from such tough upbringings that they don't necessarily just let anybody in. You have to kind of get to know them. And once that wall breaks down, it's a completely different relationship between student and mentor. Um, I don't allow them to call me by my last name. They call me Frank. I'm known as Frank. Everyone knows me in the school as Frank. And you know what? The administration doesn't even have an issue with it. And they encouraged me to have them call me Mr. Fernandez from the from the get go. But it was always it just felt awkward. And and real recognizes real. Right. If I go in there and I try to start pretending to be somebody that I'm not. They're not going to believe me. Um, from day one that I that I that I started working there, Pitt told me he goes be you. If you start being somebody that you're not, they're not going to listen to you. They're not going to respect you. So just be who you are. It's crazy. You may be I curse with my students. I'm not necessarily, um, something that's encouraged in schools, but we have, but our- you hear that
2: but they hear that every day. They hear right? that every day. So That's the thing. If you keep it like you just said, if you keep it real with them, they're going to respect you for that. If right. you're trying to put, you know, whipped cream on top of a Sunday, trying to sugarcoat something, mm-hmm. Like the kids today, they understand that. And they're going to say, look, bro, you're just, you're fake. You know, like, yeah. oh, oh, no cap, you know, whatever the case may right. be. Like, listen, I'm 100%. Like me and Maria, we walk around the house, you know, we'll drop the F-bomb left and right. Next thing you know, a little Grayson's running around, you know, Hey, you little effer. And I'm like, <laughs> bro, <laughs> next thing you know, I'm going to call them the daycare, you know, but, but I, I respect that because at the end of the day, you're being you, you're being genuine. And if people can't accept that, then I feel like they have an issue and they have a problem. So I, I would say continue to do what you're doing. And, you know, obviously, look, I I know it's late at night. Your family's there. You know, your uh, Addy just had a birthday. You know, real quick, man, you want to give her a little shout out, get a little plug on the Can Gang?
4: Yeah, I mean, I'll grab her if you want. So she can go throw you a thumbs up or something. I'm sorry. Bro. My bad. This is so not radio, but I'll be back.
2: Go ahead. Me and Bird keep talking. Bird, listen, Let's we're going to go ahead and get a little uh, birthday shout out from little Addy here. And, Let's do it, uh, man. Bro, listen, I'm, she's I'm adorable, by the way. She is. She's she's absolutely adorable. And you know, listen, we're big family people, right? Obviously, you know Kelly and Aaron on your end, and Maria and Grayson, and there she is. Happy so birthday to you.
4: Well, this little Addie. do you want to give a thumbs up? Your thumbs up? Oh, she's being shy. She's being a little shy, but yeah, she just turned two. Um, she's an absolute trip. Um, uh, she's a, a she's bro, she's me. So it's it's one of those things that you can't necessarily deny it. So, because right. so I see the personality 100% come out. I'm a social butterfly. I know she's going to be because she's already showing the signs of it. So, it is what it is. I'm getting mad respect, with for a you. Beautiful smile.
2: <laughs> mad respect for guys who have girls. I'm fortunate because we have four boys. I do not have a girl. I think Maria would love to have a girl, but not this stage in our life. Right. But, for those girl dads, Matt, respect to you guys.
4: <laughs> uh, it's, it's definitely, fun, it's definitely, um, a challenge. Uh, I, I mean, I haven't gotten to the challenging part yet. Um, because I'm a guy and I had a brother. So like, I never necessarily had to deal with that female personality if yeah. you may. So now I'm gonna, I, I have to start watching YouTube videos or something, uh, girl personalities for dummies. I don't know, man, but She's gonna be a, she's definitely gonna be a handful. Um, she's adorable, so I know that's gonna cause some sort of a trouble. She's already getting that cute look down, so that's scary.
2: So, Frank, I gotta ask you. Obviously, Miami's playing Washington State and and Texas and El Paso in the Sun Bowl. You gotta give me your prediction.
4: So, I mean, it's tough because of everything of the shakeup that's going on. Like, who's even coaching the game?
2: Jess Simpson will be there. Okay, head coach. so they
4: so they finally named it. Yeah. Um, I love I love watching Van Dyke. Um I was on the Jeff Garcia bandwagon like in the beginning of the of the season like it's just cuz Van Dyke looked kind of like a deer in headlights right off in the beginning um but then he got very comfortable very fast and he's getting more comfortable every time he's out there and he's really starting to show like he's a serious dude. Um I like the Canes um because there's new energy in Coral Gables. Uh I am going to say it's going to be I don't necessarily give the Canes high scoring games, but I think since the energy is different, the vibe's going to be different. I'm going to give the Canes 35, 21.
2: Okay. Bird, what what are you thinking about that game?
3: I'm going to go 35, 28,
2: man. I think Miami just blows them out. I'm I'm going like 35, 10. I don't know that Washington
3: state team, man. They've, they've got some continuity going after they fired their head coach. And they know that the guy that's there, uh, Jake uh, Dickert, is going to be there, you know, for the, for the duration, man. Um, It's not a bad program, but, uh, I just hope we don't throw a halfback pass in the snow. If we,
4: if we figure out how to tackle, then it could possibly be 35, whatever, 10, but I don't, I don't see us learning that task in in the few weeks that we've been off. And it's been, it's been a struggle all season long. Right. There's a reason why I'm even saying 21 and I think I'm giving them too much of a benefit of the doubt. I was thinking more 28 originally, uh, dirty bird. So
2: let me, let me ask you this, Frank, um, we'll, we'll finish up the segment here. Um. What is the what is the perception now with with Mario? Do you think obviously from your perspective, from Amigo's perspective, I think the whole culture changes now at the University of Miami. You look at today National Signing Day, Miami Mario coming in was able to flip a couple kids already right from Rip. You know you get Nigel Lee Kelly coming out of Dillard, who was a, a, a four-star commit to FSU. You know you have Julian Armello, who is number two rated right tackle in the country, said that's committed to FSU. Said whoa 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 whoa. I'm gonna take my time now now that Mario's at Miami. No disrespect to Manny Diaz. But again, when you think about Mario and what Mario, what has Miami been missing over the years? O line, right? Just the right. O line's been brutal. Right. And now you have Mario who played that position, who knows what it takes. Obviously, you've had three O linemen in the last two days, McKinney, Romberg, and Joel. Like obviously Mario is gonna focus on that O line. Is that changed the culture from Miami?
4: Yeah. That should a little bit. I mean, it should get us back to who we like the style of football that we used to be. You know, we used to have heavy protection. I remember that one season, I think Dorsey, if he hit the ground one time, it was a lot. I mean, Dorsey's jersey was always white. And that's what we got to get back to. That's been a lot of the issues that we've had has been no O-line. It's been a lot of flashiness. But when it comes down to the nitty gritty in the trenches, we're not getting it. We've had explosive running backs. But imagine how much better Duke Johnson would have been with a strong O-line. You know, like and 100%. and we and we've had guys come through that their explosive talents, but they haven't been able to show all of their potential because they've had to do more than what's expected to try to get through the weaknesses.
5: Right. Um, right.
4: The the thing with Mario too like since we're kind of talking about the whole culture thing with fans. I don't want to hear the we're the back. Like I really don't Um, I don't ever hear Canes
3: fans say that though, man. That's everybody else, bro.
4: There's there's been, there's been, I don't know if you're being sarcastic or not, but there's been a few. For real, (laughs) there's been a few. Um, I think the Texas AM game at um, at what is it called, College Park, College 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 Station. Station, the College Station. Um, it's gonna be a little bit of a exceeding expectations already. I don't necessarily see Mario going in and coming up with a W. Um, so we need to pump the brakes a little bit. It's going to take time. Um, it took time, even Alabama when Nick Saban went, to get from one point to the next. It took dabble a few years of eight-win of, of eight seasons before they finally got their quarterback in, um, in Watson and were able to elevate to the, to those 11, 12 wins. It's going to take time. Just because now we have a guy that played during the culture one, they won championships, doesn't necessarily mean that everything is back. The thing with Mario, though, is Mario's a G recruiting down here. This is his spot. Like, he used to fly across the country to come recruit here. He doesn't have to do that anymore. You can wake up. you can go out in a robe with a cup of coffee in his hand and go recruit. <laughs> because he's right there. Like, he's right there. He, you over Oh, hey, come through 10 minutes and we'll talk football. Like, he doesn't necessarily have to go very far. So that's a huge strength. And a lot of the kids around town are starting to notice. And I don't right. know if you saw a lot of the tweets when Mario did the presser. It was, wow, the crib is making moves. And that's very exciting. Um, but the we're back then give it a couple years and i know they gave mario um quite a quite quite some time the number one thing that we've also been it's also been hurting us is that since our expectations are so high as Canes fans that we need to win right now we don't give coaching staffs enough time to be able to 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 do what they have to do 3 years this guy 4 years this guy two it guys constant change it, um it, 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 Constant change brings constant losing. Yeah,
2: no, I'm, I'm, I'm you, you, you need to
4: have some sort of stability. And right. you need to give Mario the proper times. Also, low expectations bring high rewards. If you think the Canes are going to go undefeated next year, you're going to be shocked shit because it's not going <laughs> to happen. It's not going <laughs> to happen, Holy guys. I'm going to be the first person to tell you at me. I don't care at Frank the Tank 305. It's not going to happen. You got to give it time. Yeah. yeah, four years, five years in, we're starting. We're but, still seeing the same shit. Then now we're going to be
3: like, but here's "Okay, now what's happening?" <laughs> here's the difference, though, right? You know, if we show up and we look prepared, we can lose. We can even we can even get beat by a couple of touchdowns, right? But the the times that we saw in the in the man year, and really probably the last three or four coaches, and, and you know, we've shown up and we've just been flat out outplayed, embarrassed. You know, guys looking like they don't want to be there to me, the way that Mario is with the culture, like, like, look, he's not about all that flair and everything, right. He's about like showing up, working hard, doing your role. And if not, you're getting your ass chewed, you know, I, straight I, up. I,
4: I don't see the confidence in any of the previous coaching staffs that we've had. Like yeah. many had kind of a look, but it, there was no, yeah. th- it, there was a lot of worried looks on the sideline. It didn't, he didn't exude that confidence. Golden talked the game. He didn't, he didn't look the part. He was the salesman with the tie. He knew what to sell you, and then things happened, and he knew the look to give you, so you can kind of be like, all right, things are still working out. Shannon was kind of thrown in there, and, and Shannon also wasn't ready to be a head coach. No. This, isn't, this isn't a place that you get your first head coaching job. I'm sorry sure. to tell you, Mario's ready now. Mario wasn't ready before. Every, all the hard time that everyone gave, you left us for Alabama. Mario was going to take his track to learn what he had to learn to come back and be the coach. He knew oh, what was going to happen. He manifested it. He yes, wanted sir. to be the Miami coach. It yes, happened.
2: sir. Yes, sir. Well, Frank, man, I know I got you fired up right now. I mean, I you probably don't want to jump off. But I'm ready to I, go. I,
4: <laughs> but I but I hear that door wiggling, so I know there's a Tasmanian devil waiting for me.
2: Yeah. I know you, I know you got to tend to that family, man. We appreciate you so much jumping on with us. And uh, you know, thank you so much. Thanks everybody for our slam
4: and uh we appreciate you coming on tonight. Keep doing what nice you friend. guys are doing, man. You guys are the best. Much love to all. Happy holidays. Happy New Year. Can't wait to see what's coming from the Kane Gang show in 2022 because it's yes going to be a whole lot of fun. Yes Kang Gang.
2: Kane Gang. Appreciate it, Frank. Kane Gang. We're going to go to break here on CXM, Channel 145 Slam Radio.
5: Yo, what's up? Baby, let's go. This is Tua Tungo by Lowe. Yo, Sway
6: Calloway.
1: This is Spice Adams. This is Michael the Playmaker Everyone. What's up? This is Grok, and you're listening to
6: Slam, Slam Radio, Radio. Serious XM. Yeah.
7: There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze.
4: Good morning, amigo. Hey, man, hey, look, if they pick up Tua Nigga Manu Alapola, too, I'm, I'll be fine with him. But I'm just looking I'm, I'm looking at the different angles. It doesn't. You I call if, him
1: that. I call him Tunga Vailoa. Whatever you
4: want to call him. Listen, I don't know if they're 100% sold on Tua Nigga Manu Alapola.
3: Tunga Vailoa is the next quarterback of the Miami Dolphins.
4: How can you get that name so perfect? Tua Nigga Manu Alapola.
3: Tua? I can't do it. I'm done. Tunga Vailoa. Tua
4: Nigga Manu Alapola. Tunga Vailoa. Tua Nigga Manu Lapolla.
3: Tunga Vailoa. Tua so, that sounds much better.
8: Good morning, amigo. Weekdays 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 SLAM Radio.
0: We'll be back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145 SLAM Radio.
1: I'm Andrew Saul, Commissioner of Social Security. I'm here to warn you about telephone scammers pretending to be government employees. Some of these scammers may say threatening things like you will be arrested if you don't make payments or provide personal information. Do not fall for these tricks. These calls are not from us. Real Social Security employees will never threaten you for information or money. If you receive a call like this, hang up. Never give the caller your personal information, like your Social Security number or bank account, or send money in any form, cash, gift cards, wire transfers, or prepaid debit cards. Report the call to our law enforcement arm, the Office of the Inspector General at OIG.SSA.gov. Share this information with your friends and family.
3: la
1: la la reina. Y
4: mi gente de And
0: now we're back with Kane Gang. On Sirius XM 145, Slam Radio.
4: All right,
2: man, hour number two, Bird. There's a lot to talk about. That was great having Frank come on for that first hour, man. You know, listen, get a little bit of insight, get a little bit of knowledge of what's transpiring over at Slam Radio and, you know, all that. And you can just hear that passion that Frank has, man, like, You you got him going a little bit. And next thing you know, like he was on a roll.
3: He's all about them kids, man. I love it.
2: What's it say? Get that man some butter. He's on a roll.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Good stuff. Good good stuff. stuff.
2: So let's get into a little bit of the nitty gritty. Let's get into some NSD. Like, let's talk about some of the things that happened today. Obviously, man, nothing
3: happened today, man. It was an uneventful
2: day. So let's talk about this. Miami had, I feel like, a, a tremendous. Early signing day. I, again, they, they were able to get some guys. You know, again, a couple names that you probably weren't expecting except for the last couple days, like Nigel Kelly out of Fort Lauderdale, Dillard. That's a huge, you know, defensive end coming, you know, to help Miami on the pass rush. Um, they got a corner. Uh, again, you look at the portal, potentially getting Marcus Banks from Alabama. Uh, they also got another corner that wasn't being uh, really expected today. Was it Jordan Davis? If I'm not. Uh, Jaden Harris.
3: Jaden Harris, Harris. Out, of the, uh, yeah. out of the Atlanta area, Jayden, high school.
2: Jordan Davis, Jordan Harris, whatever case it it's kind of rhymed. So anyway, mm-hmm. um, but you know, again, and, and as much as I love the new guys, and again, you get the Isaiah Hortons, you get the JaKari Browns, like you know, you got some ballers, and you know, and yeah. this is Manny coming in and saying, "I know, man, I'm sorry." You get Mario coming in and saying, "Hey, you, you five star." Uh, why don't you just hold off on, you know, like I said earlier, just hold off on that commitment for, for, you know, a little bit. And uh, I mean, I can see big things. I can see Miami moving up as, as, as well as Miami is moving up. There's definitely somebody who's moving down. I'm going to give you the platform for
3: this.
2: (laughs) I'm going to give you the platform and let you ride with this one. Talk to me about the biggest, the biggest shocker on signing day history,
3: man. Well, let me start, let me preface it by saying this first off, man, you know, us old heads. Right. And I guess I'm, I guess I kind of put myself in that old head. Cause I remember when we were, when we were great. Right. And I remember watching games where Miami, Florida, Florida state would all play and they're all ranked in the top 10 man. And they're Epic games and, and they all mean something. Of course we always, you know, more, majority of the time, you know, we're leaving with the win. but you know, I want us to get back to that. Right. So, you know, I was kind of excited. I, you know, even though they're beating him up on i think the florida hiring napier was a pretty good move right i think that guy's a good good coach and i think he's probably the right fit over there you know norvell you know look uh, last year watching that team i mean i, I was picking them to be you know one two three wins right but for some reason he had a group of nobodies playing out of their minds just playing hard man and i mean just giving it their all from end to end every game right so you know, look, hey, yeah, you guys got some talent coming in. Like, let, let's let's do this, right? Like Miami, I feel like we got right bringing in Morio and you know, um, you know Dan Radakovich and all the moves mm-hmm. that that this program's yep. made, right? So I'm like, good. Like, let's get Florida back on top. UCF, even though they're little little adopted brother, right? You know, they're still going to the Big Twelve, which who knows if we'll even consider that a Power Five conference anymore. But still, they're they're making moves. They're making the state better. How? Florida state had the number one kid in the nation who was steadfast and locked one. <laughs> in generational talent, right? Like you watch this kid's film. He is absolutely amazing. Like I will tell you, I was 100% jealous of the fact that that kid was going to Florida state. Right. right. And he was locked in recruiting other kids, DJ Dallas style. Hey, come play with us. You know, let's, let's, let's build this thing together. Right. And Florida state let, Jackson state let another FCS program come in and beat them for the second time this year. And I'm, I'm floored by it. Right. Like, you know, you Norvell, like, you know, you should have been sleeping outside that kid's door going to national sign day, making sure nobody else was there. Right. Like whatever, whatever it is you could have done, you know, uh, to, to keep that in line. And, you know, let's face it, you knew they were, that Georgia was coming after him with bags and, you know, now Dion comes after him with bags man, you should have been doing everything in the background that you can to make sure that you're doing what you can to get him to NS, uh, NIL money, right? And make sure he's taken care of. Because, you know, in the end, he wasn't. And Dion came in with a seven-figure opportunity for him, right? Dion's connected at the hip with Barstool. He's part of the, their thing over there. Moments before Hunter goes live at 12.05 today, you start seeing the, the, the news break that he's inked with Penn Gaming and Barstool.
2: Can I ask you this real quick? Do it. How, how did that stuff get leaked? Who leaks that stuff?
3: I think, I think it was done intentionally by Barstool, right? I, think I mean, so. it's, but it's a business move.
2: Yeah. Cause, cause the Dion's with Barstool, right?
3: Of course. Yeah. Yeah. look, Dion was on, Dion was on his show with them last night, uh, talking about, Hey, we are shocking the world. Like I'm, I know every coach says that, but I'm telling you like national news level, we're shocking the world tomorrow. And, uh, and you started to hear that smoke this morning and you're like, man, there's no way he's just trying to, you know, maybe get the HBCU uh, exposure up there. Right. Um, but then it, it hit a point, right. It hit a point where either you're trolling an HBCU or you're trolling the fan base that you, you know, said you were locked in with for the duration of your commitment, you know, so it, it hit a hard point for him. Um, you know, I applaud him. I think, you know, with uh I think he 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 was a trailblazer right he's the first person who took an opportunity to uh to go against the grain and say hey I don't have to go to a major school I'm going to do what I want to do granted there's a large check that that forced that um but you know what I will tell you man I mean uh just as a, as a football purist man I love the HBCUs I love mm-hmm. the, the 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 games that they play um you know, it's, it's, I mean, my, some of my favorite games at The Rock are when they're, they bring their bands in, right? And I Correct. mean, just the, the well, listen, we got Bethune, we got
2: Bethune to start off. I know, I'm, year, I bro. love it, dude. I,
3: I, every time, like, dude, I, I love it because, like, I literally, like, I stay in my seat for the entire halftime show, man, because they're, they're that good, man. drumline I mean,
2: You ever, you ever Yeah. Oh, of it's course. One of my favorite
3: Absolutely. You know, um, you know, so, so respect to, um, to Hunter for doing that. I mean, Mm -hmm. he's a generational talent, no matter where he goes, he's going to, he's going to get himself drafted. As long as he, you know, keeps his, you know, you know, keeps playing and keeps developing and, you know, stays out of trouble and everything. Right. Um, But yeah, but if you're Florida state, when you look at it, like, how do you let that kid go? Right. And, you know, I look at it, I, you know, I think that was a monumentally bad thing because, you know, I started thinking about it and I'm like, man, look at all the schools that Florida state has within an eight hour drive of them right which are the people that you know look that's a car ride for families to come watch their kid play you got LSU Ole Miss Mississippi State Alabama Auburn Georgia Georgia Tech Clemson Miami Fort Lauderdale even though Miami's a little further but you'd still throw them in there Miami um Florida and uh and UCF right like you know I mean what do you what do you offer every other school offers something right at Florida State What do you offer now, right? Like
2: legacy. And what's funny is I don't know you probably saw the tweet earlier. This dude had a had a frame Dion Jersey, signed (laughs) Dion Jersey. My most prized possession of all my FSU memorabilia. Dion was my childhood hero. I hope they never allow him back (laughs) on campus. FSU should immediately unretire his number as well. He has never given a damn dime back to the school, so no one should really be surprised. And he goes out there and he burns his quote unquote, you know, prize, prize possession. possession. I mean, bro, like it's not I even would, like an uh, authentic jersey. But I, I get what he's saying. But why are you mad at Dion? All he did was offer exactly. a kid. Exactly. What did he bro, do? Dion he just, did
3: nothing wrong. It's Florida State. Like it's just what I started off on the rant with, right? Correct. It's Florida State's responsibility to keep that kid locked in, and they let him go right they let deon you know get in there and and take him
2: it's 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 mind-boggling to see the number one player or number two however you want to question it right there's some back and forth between him and the other guy i'm not even sure what his name is but it's baffling to me how this kid can go anywhere he wanted to go Mm -hmm. And, and first of all i was still kind of like appalled by the fact that you wanted to go to FSU. If you wanted <laughs> to be the savior of the program, I get it, right? So a couple things that bothers me. Number one, he's had a tight-knit group class with Sam McCall, AJ Duffy, you know, a couple other guys. And they all signed first and then he burns them. So I don't know if that has any ill effect on, you know, I again, at the end of the day, it's, you know, you build friendships, you build relationships, right? Number two, is I think the kid wants to be a trendsetter. He wants to be say, "Hey, listen, why don't more people want to go to an HBCU? Look at Edron and James, son, Eden James. He goes to Howard. He went to an HBCU. I'm not sure what other uh-huh. offers he had, but he was he was pretty good playing He's running roll back. Too. Correct. So you know, I, I don't necessarily think there's anything wrong with kids going to an HBCU. And the well, fact
3: Maker did it to Howard in, in basketball too it was yeah. a five star center. Correct
2: and and if you look at like you look at the draft last year and I think Dion had touched on this not one kid was drafted from an HBCU.
3: Wild. But they're making but they're making teams and training camp from coming in there and earning spots. So why are the kids not getting drafted, man? Yeah, I you don't know. Understand it's, that. It, it's an exposure thing. Dude, Jackson State had 42,000 in average attendance yeah, last yeah. year, bro. So,
2: speaking It's amazing. Guys, so, <laughs> speaking of Jackson State, obviously they get Travis Hunter. Right? They just landed another guy. Number yeah, six. If they
3: if they, hey, they want to win, they better put noodles in.
2: They got Mark Pope. <laughs> Mark Pope is going to Jackson State. Good for him. You know? Yeah.
3: That's you a know, great spot some, for Mark.
2: Maybe somebody like Dion can talk some sense into this kid. And, and again, I don't know how many gas stations they have over there at Jackson State. <laughs> you know, Probably but you know, <laughs> you know you know, and again, there's been a lot of things. Like so you look at Gervin Hall, went to Utah State to be with Coach Banda.
3: Good move for Gervin.
2: That's a good move. Um, You the best. You know, again, once you're a cane, you're always a cane. You know, and I understand things things happen. Things don't work out, right? But going back to the Travis Hunter and going back to the FSU (laughs) and the verbal commitment, Bird, I don't know how many times since we've started on the air that I have said, and on numerous other platforms (laughs) I have said,
3: and I said this to you on the phone today before you even before you even mentioned this because I said I know when we get on the show you're going to mention this so just, go ahead. just say it. you say it you say it it don't mean a thing till they sign on that line I mean you <laughs> so so here's the, here's the deal for the listeners right like and all the you know Co and I are in you know a handful of Twitter message groups and Discord chats and all the different you know group texts and chats you can imagine just with you know various groups of fans and everything right. And every time people get fired up over recruiting, oh, we just landed this kid. And he's like, oh, that's nice. You know, it don't mean a thing, though. They sign on that line, though, right? Like, I won't I won't believe it until I see it, right? It's true. Like, How it, many it, times it doesn't,
2: do I have to yeah, say it? Why like, set
3: yourself up for the oh, troll, you know?
2: I mean, let's go back two years ago. Miami fans were so uh, Romello hype. Romello Romell hype. For Auburn. Oh, coming to Miami, I'm 100% committed. Okay, great. Signing Day, where's he go? Goes to Auburn. Hasn't played a snap yeah. or maybe like two snaps or whatever.
3: Like you'd probably have been better off coming to Miami, right? Don L. Harris, man. a uh, Texas AM.
2: I mean it's I don't even think
3: he's played a snap yet.
2: No, but these these guys want to put all this hoopla. You know, one of our one of our past guests, and you know, he's kind of he's kind of been a little bit MIA for the last you know few months. <laughs> I'm not gonna mention any names, but like like he was so Amped and hyped about getting verbal commitments from guys, you know. Look at what's the kid's name from from uh, Louisiana? Ibieta.
3: I, I Landon Ibieta. Yeah.
2: Bro, like, I'm not worried about you if you want to flip. You're a, you're, and no disrespect to a three star athlete because I think you can be a dog, right? But you're coming. You would be coming into here and probably not seeing the field for a couple years anyway. You know, I'm taking the six foot three, 200 pound Isaiah Horton over, you know, a kid that's going to potentially play the slot when you have a Bashard a Jacob being X, you know, guys that are already there that you know can handle that position. Right. Um, I just, I I don't understand. And this, we're talking grown men, like grown men worried about a 17 year old kid.
3: Yeah. Well, look, I mean, I I love it. I enjoy I enjoy recruiting. Right. When I when I play the video game, I mean, I almost don't even like playing the games. I like building the team and building the franchise out and everything. Right. Like I enjoy it recreationally. Right. But it doesn't control it doesn't control me. Right. Like every one of these kids, you know, no matter what, I always want to see you know, what makes them happy or what they, you know, I'll never say anything negative to any of these kids, man. But, you know, the things that people say and it's fired up, like, dude, some of the stuff that Florida state fans were saying today was like,
2: it's unethical. And it's,
3: it's not just them though. Right. Like it's, it's our fan, it's every fan base that's out there that just says just stupid stuff. I mean, grown ass men out there, you know, talking about children and their families and, you know, it's like, dude, you're like, what do you know about what, what, you know, what they should do, you know? And, you know I mean look our our fan base is torched you know one of our own you know in in, in Earl right and you know I'll, I'll throw it out there I mean look I, I think you and I have been you know um way on Earl's side with this right I mean you know do you blame the kid for going to to Alabama to play for Nick Saban who friggin every single person that guy's ever recruited has won a national championship under them
2: Yeah I mean, I mean, but no. think about this, right? So I have Earl's name, Junior's name, written down on my on my notes to talk about. I think, I, and we know that the little family loves Mario,
3: loves. Yeah. But
2: I, I think there was just so much damage done by the program and by yeah. former head coach Manny Diaz to just no way to sway that, right? Yeah. I, I feel like maybe Mario did some damage control and maybe it went from like 0% to maybe 30%. I mean, I don't know. I'm just throwing like a number out, but we do know that the the little family like respects and, you know, and admires, you know, Cristobal. Um, but I just felt like there was so, so much damage done, you know, and the disrespectfulness from the university per se by their yeah. leaders, right. By their leaders who they employed that I didn't think that that was
4: salvageable.
3: Yeah. No doubt man. I know I think we you know a couple more things we want to say on this. I know we're coming up on a break, so let's let's cut to that real quick and we'll we'll come on back here on the Kangang Radio Show here on Sirius XM Slam Radio Channel 145.
7: Hey, look what
0: I found. A radio. Radio. This is Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio.
7: There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. We are strong, we are resilient, and we will get through this together.
6: But these are stressful times, and it's important to also practice good self-care. It's normal to feel overwhelmed, anxious, or afraid, but there is hope. Reach out to someone, connect with your friends, stay in touch with your community, and know that you are not alone. Learn more at wearebroadcasters.com slash hope. Furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station.
8: Good morning, Amigo.
4: But you see, it's a bad idea to do that. I didn't cry during the talk. Good thing, good thing you're going to be home today so nobody can see you cry. But I was fine. I didn't even cry. I was like, good. No, but the silence afterwards is enough. And then you give me that puppy look. You give me that puppy look you have. I'm just holding it back a little. Good thing nobody's crying tonight. I'm fine. Stay home, privacy of your own home, watch it on Zoom.
3: (laughs) You you can be a Richard (laughs) sometimes.
8: Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145, Slam Radio. We'll be back with Kane Gang. On Sirius XM
0: 145, Slam Radio. Social Security is with you through life's
9: journey from birth to retirement. As your life changes year to year, so do your needs. For over 80 years, Social Security has helped to meet your needs and is committed to improving access to the services that make a difference in your life. Today, you can verify your earnings, estimate your future benefits, apply for retirement, manage your benefits, and even change your address, all from the comfort of your home. Social Security's online services help put you in control with secure access to your information anytime, anywhere, allowing you to spend more time with family, friends or simply just enjoying the day social security securing today and tomorrow see what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov
7: produced at U.S. taxpayer expense
5: I'm constantly failing guys I'm constantly learning it's not how you fall it's how you get back up there's no losing only learning there's no failure only opportunities and there's no problems only solutions
0: On behalf of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality. Slam Radio, what's up? From
1: Enrique Santos, 9
0: And now we're back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio.
3: All right, welcome back to the Kang gang radio show here on sirius xm slam radio channel 145 uh you're hanging out with the dirty bird and Derek co here and uh you know we're talking about uh recruiting and co I'd, I'd like to jump back into this earl thing again and you know you and i spent sure. man seems like what <laughs> probably an hour and a half uh after the game when we ran into to earl and as uh to earl senior and junior and uh and earl's senior's lovely wife and know we were just kind of talking about everything right and you know a lot of that will we'll leave private but you know a couple things like that both mom and dad said like look this is junior's decision all the way like we're going to be here as parents to to guide him and make sure that you know people are are keeping you know um information real to him and make sure that you know he's thinking about things the right way but he's going to make this decision you know and i mean look true to earl's word that's that's what happened right like when you look at it through junior's eyes what has Miami done? Like for two weeks in 2017, we were, you know, we were exciting, right. We were exciting on a national level. Right. Other than that, man, you know, the fan base has been, you know, crazy at times, right. For, you know, whether you think it's justified or not, it's, it's still a fact. I mean, we've been, we've been pretty lit. We've been pretty amps, you know, and uh, you know, I just, I, I commend them for, you know, letting him make his own decision and, you know, if you're going to lose out on a recruit, you know, at least you lose to the to the greatest of all time and, you know, coaches and, and recruiters and save it, right?
2: 100%. I would, not, I would not say it any other way. At the end of the day, the kid's got to make a business decision, right? And, and I think mom and dad said, look, Junior, it's your call. But if you look back, like all he has to do is look back at Patrick Sertain going from Heritage to Alabama to being a first-round draft pick to balling out in Denver.
3: Like, his friend yeah his
2: friend so you <laughs> yeah. you see that Tyson Campbell went to Georgia playing in Jacksonville balling out right? so yeah. you know you can't knock what Alabama's doing as much as I would love to see junior in orange and green and I'm not to say that that might not happen in a year or two who knows right but the way that the portal is today um but I can't I can't be be more happy for the kids and i've known him since he was a little kid i've known senior for a long time i'm happy for the family not every not every parent gets to see their kids sign a national letter of intent to a university like alabama right just
3: 100 percent.
2: why not be yeah. happy for the kid you know yeah
3: so, break a little bit of breaking news as we were on here. I know we mentioned Julian Armella uh, earlier, but he actually just uh, officially committed and signed with uh, with FSU. So, yeah, you know, I saw. look, legacy kid. I mean, at least they got one of two today. <laughs> you saw Mar- saw Marvin Jones Jr. Uh, commits to Georgia, and they, they uh, panned over to Marvin Jones Senior. And man, he he did not look happy,
2: <laughs> bro.
3: He was just kind of like,
2: man. I would have thought that I thought Jones was a pretty good commit to. To FSU, I thought he yeah. was gonna gonna trend that way.
3: Well, look what they did with 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 Jermaine Johnson, who terrorized everybody this year. I mean, everybody that got in that guy's way. I look at Jones as is a very similar type type player that could have kind of slotted right into that role, maybe as, even as early as next year. So, um, but instead, hey, look, you're going to Georgia, and Georgia's you know flush with talent. <laughs> you know, maybe maybe too much. I mean, some of those guys are probably going to hit the portal here, but you know what? Whatever, whatever. But you know, I did want to say on our, our recruiting class and, and more so even than the recruiting class is just kind of the way Morio's approached his first you know, first few days on the job, right? Because we're still in <laughs> we're still in the first few days here since he's since he's taken his job. I think we're still in single digits, actually. Correct. But you know, he came in, I think the first thing he did was solidified the people that were here that he wanted to keep, right? You know, of course Flip Carswell flipped today to, to go to Ole miss, right? Mm-hmm. Um but you know, I mean, look, I think he was a, a Garen justice type of uh, O lineman, right. You know, you know, I'm sure Maribel looked at his tape and said, nah, you know, he, he's probably not the right guy for us. Right. That's okay. What wish the best to flip cars. Well, you know, wasn't a lot of smoke behind it. Cause the kid doesn't have social media or anything. Uh, you know, we talked about the Ibieta situation, you know, um, good kid, you know, great family. I know we've had a lot of conversation with him. I think he was really excited to be here, but you know, look, it's a, you know, I think he's kind of just a casualty of the coaching change. Right. And, yeah. You know, um, you know, he had a great offer. He landed on his feet. Both guys landed at, at great programs, right? But you look at, um, you know, I'm sure there was some some back end stuff is when Basant committed to, so he probably kind of knew a little bit of what was going on, right? Um, but you know, being able to come in and reel in these guys and some of these guys who could have wavered, right? Graves could have could have jumped off board. Uh, Jacuri Brown, right? There was you know a few opportunities there top, out there yeah. for for them. Yeah, Markeith Williams, right? Another kid who, um, you know, was kind of unsure until he got down here and visited. Uh, same thing with Horton, and you know, then you bring in a couple guys like Harris and uh, and 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 Kelly, and you know, we're not done, right? Like, there's no, there's no still a lot of guys that that were in there. There's there's transfer portal guys, and you know, I don't I, I don't think we're in a crazy situation with needing to to rebuild the roster and, and bring all these. But l- let me ask in. you this,
2: Bird. Let me ask you this. Aside from on offense, you're you're losing Donaldson and Jared Williams. Mm-hmm. And, and you're losing Harley, and you're losing Rambo. Mm-hmm. And Can't let manage.
4: me...
2: But, yeah. but he's, he was... I'm not worried about him, because again, he's not even a starting running back, and he won't be going into 2022, so I'm not really counting him, right?
4: Well, okay, um, okay.
2: Yeah, so what I'm saying is who replaces Rambo? Romello?
3: Well, you know, I think you got to have an open competition. I think we saw flashes from a lot of these guys. Like like Brinson, to me, is a is a is a alpha and number one receiver. Right. Uh, do Um, I don't know if he's, he's, he's the alpha number one guy. Right. But I I'm super excited to see what he's, he's gonna, he's gonna bring to us, Correct. Um, you know, X in the slot. Like, you know, I mean, he was, you know, he, he played a bunch of snaps this year, man. And, um, he's only going to get better. I mean, that kid's got a great head on his shoulders. He's got a lot of fight, got a lot of heart, um, you know, so I'm really excited to see what what he does, man. So, yeah. you know, there there's gonna be a competition, right? I think I think is gonna come in here and, and and look, every job's up for grabs, right? And that every time you go into an off season, you know, maybe not so much in the NFL, but in college, everybody's job should be up for grabs, right? Like, you know, look, you gotta earn it again this year. There, you know, I mean, even even Tyler, right? Like, I think Tyler's clear cut starter next year, right? But you know, he he better watch out for for Jake or Ja'Curry coming in and and lighting it up in camp, right? Like there should be that culture of competition, right? And, you know, there should be a healthy fear of if you don't do what you need to do, we're going to put the best person on the field to lead us to a victory.
2: Well, and that's how it used to be, right? And and we've Mm -hmm. had former guests on the show um, who said Injured and won't come out. Listen, I'm not coming out. My, yeah. my 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 big toe could be pointing the other way. I'm not coming out because I'm probably not going back in. Yeah. You know, but what I'm what I'm getting at is when you look at who we're losing on offense, you're losing again, single season record holder in in Rambo, which I think him playing in the East West Rhyme game, I think, depending on how he does there, he's literally going from probably a fourth or fifth round to probably a second or a third round. Kid's gonna make some money. I think so kid's to make some money i mean then, i think yeah, he's I- got
3: the tools right and i don't think i'm being biased on that i mean i think he's got a great body type for it his, his tape is awesome right he hasn't he didn't drop but really anything you know he doesn't he doesn't have any bad film right he's not you know letting guys buy for sacks when he blocks or anything like that so you know i mean he's he's got good film that i think nfl guys are gonna look at and be like that's a good receiver and you know for a receiver needy team you know yeah. he's he's gonna fill a, a gap right I think he's the first player drafted off the board for us this uh, in this year's draft.
2: Oh, I don't think that there's. Uh, <laughs> there's he else. might he might be the only the only draftable guy. But again, yeah, you never know about pro some other day, guys. Right? You never know about pro day. You never know about combine. Yeah. Like I can see Zach McLeod getting getting drafted. You know, depending yeah, on how three he pack. does. Yeah, you know, yeah. depending on how he does at the combine. Um, you know, yeah. and, Zach had great stats day, this year, uh, man.
3: And then when you look at his tape too, some of the sacks that he got, you you would have. You know, bent seven or eight sacks. Correct, um, but penalties that weren't his fault. You know, pulled a couple of those of those sacks away from him. Correct, right? and, correct. You know, Zach's got a good motor on him. The position change was awesome. I mean, I look at Zach and I'm like, man, what if, what if they would have moved his position and really started teaching him DN? You know, two three years ago, right? Where correct. would be where what would this year have been for him? Right, probably pretty damn good. So it's good to I good don't to know. see him on there. It, you know, Nesta may be a, a, a late draft pick. I mean, is you know, really not a lot of stats or anything to back him up, but
2: I can see potentially you know, like he's got a Jared, a body. Jared Williams actually played pretty well this. Season. Oh yeah. So I think though, I, 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 I definitely see. think
3: Jared Williams gets drafted third, fourth, yeah. fifth, something like that.
2: You know, it's just, it's going to be interesting to see because I think our offense next season, and, and again, we, we talked earlier, uh, you brought up about um, our brutal um, away schedule, but, but look Ooh. at this, right? So you're going to A&M. Their quarterback just hit the portal. You know, you're going to Clemson. They're in disarray. They have no OC, no DC, no AD. Like, their offense was putrid this year. Like, their defense was suspect. Again, it's still Clemson. Don't get me wrong. And then depending yeah, on a lot of one. talent there. But. Correct. But pending on where that game is and when that game is at vatech if it's a Thursday night, well, it doesn't matter. I'm going to go anyway. But, like, I'm oh, hoping I'm definitely going to that one. a Thursday night, 730 ESPN, you know give me an answer sam man like bro it's yeah, I, give me lane in the dark one.
3: for sure for yeah
2: uh, I, I don't want a nooner pressure. or a 330 man give me a 730 game I, i'm i'm all i'm all over it
3: so you you mentioned the offensive lineman and i wanted to ask you yeah you know how how you feel that's going to kind of unfold this next year man cuz are losing a you're losing a couple of guys but you got an offensive mind uh, o line first thinking coach that's coming in that's that's you know I think his priority is coming in and saying hey we're gonna get the trenches right on both sides of the ball to me Jalen Rivers needs to be moved to be your starting left tackle right now and just set him there right so
2: if you put Jalen at left tackle right where do you move Zion left guard
3: I probably leave him on the at a right tackle I mean Zion you, may you'll still,
2: get, but you'll get John Campbell back too
3: that's true. But I mean, you know, he's coming off coming off an injury, right? I mean, in both those guys, you know, I mean, Campbell still hasn't hasn't won it. I mean, he has the opportunity to come in and win it. But you know, to me, you know, what we saw from Rivers at guard, yeah, <laughs> you know, every game he got drastically better. Correct. And you know, I think you get him plugged in at tackle, and you say, okay, you're you're over there now. Now do your thing. Um, you know, you got Ja'Kai Clark, who's, you know,
2: I think he's locked you know, in at center for the next. He's locked
3: this. at center, right? So you have those two positions, but. The other spots are really wide open to a number of different things. Uh, Isaiah Walker could Correct. could play a factor. Ryan you Rodriguez. Know, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, no, well, uh, Mike McLaughlin.
2: Mike McLaughlin. So I know you. I knew you were going to touch on that, so, boy. So I think I think you can either put Jalen Rivers back at left guard at left guard. So again, with T V D, Mike McLaughlin looks just like Brian McKinney, a little bit smaller as far as, but he's, he's still huge. only a freshman. He's like six eight. Like two 280, 290 right now, right? <laughs> like he's a monster, but you yeah. put him at left tackle, he's your prototypical left tackle. Protect that blind side. You give somebody like a Jalen Rivers at left guard, you put Jakai at at center. You still got Skafe that you could put at right guard next season, right? And then what happens at right guard? Maybe you move Zion over to the right the right tackle spot. Like there, there's options, and you still have all that chemistry on that O line.
3: Yeah. No, no matter what, though, you know, I mean, there's good, you're going to, everybody's going to guess on every single competition and everything in there. You know, I think the transfer portal is going to play a factor. I think we're going to get, you know, one or two linemen on there. Um, you know, the Ola Wasson kid played pretty well, too, right? So who's to see how he figures into the rotation next year, uh, if at all, right? But, um, you know, I, I'm excited to see, and I've got a lot of confidence in, in what's going to come out of that. Come yeah. out of that line. I mean, I think, I think we're going to get get right in the trenches. And if you get right in the trenches at Miami, and you know, we look at all the receiver depth we have, and you know, you got you know, give it guys like Brashard Smith. You got you know, Rooster you know who, I just want to run that wheel route every single time because it's wide open and he's he's lethal in the open field against people. You know, you've got Don Chaney coming back to handle the handle the the short yardage situation. But you
2: saw Thad, Thad at the end of the season actually played really well. Thad was a
3: bruiser. Yeah. Look, I mean yeah, you got you got Thad to run up the middle too and I always forget him every time we we mm-hmm. mention this stuff, right? But uh you know there's there's so many options, man. Um you know you got Will Mallory who you know, was was Jekyll and Hyde with the you know the first few games of this season and you're like, Oh my god, Will, like what happened to you? You know, and then he came on the second half of the season and and dude, Will was a force in the second yeah. half of the season, man. Yeah. I mean, it was reliable catching the ball. His blocking was a hundred times better than it was in the beginning of the year. So I mean, <laughs> you know, you got a great quarterback room, possibly, you know, one of the better quarterback rooms you've ever had, not the best. Right. Because, you know, we all remember back when you had, you know, Vinny and uh, yeah, goes and Rick and all them. Right. So it's hard to say it's the best, but Mm -hmm. you know, when you look at that, that's, that's, that's how your quarterback room should be built. Right. Third year guy, second year guy, first year guy as your, your, your starter, your backup and your third string. So you know, look, I'm I'm excited, man. We get right in the trenches, and this offense is is, is going to be potent. You know, um, you know some some defensive guys as well that are that are back there. That uh, you know, I think we can have some some real impact players back there. I mean, you know, you know James Williams, Kitchens, you know. Um, I think that you know,
2: secondary is going to be stupid good,
3: especially you, if you get Banks.
2: So again, you get Banks. What happens with Stevenson? Stevenson, I think, stays, right? So
3: I think you know, he should. I think it's the best move for him to come back. I don't I don't know yeah, that yeah. he would like where he gets drafted right now. Correct.
2: But if you if if say Stevenson comes back, here's here's my here's my thing. Stevenson comes back, he's definitely see the problem is Stevenson's really not a corner. He's more of a safety. He's just too big, right? But at mm-hmm. the end of the day, if you keep him at corner, I'm fine with that. You put Banks on the other side. You got Cam. Avante and James, you know. And again, how do
3: you mention Tank?
2: <laughs> correct, but then again, you you look at you. Then you look at who we just got. You got Graves. You got Markeith Williams. Like you got ballers that are coming into play, man. You know,
3: you almost play five DBs back there. And usually yeah, when you I'm hear with, five a DBs, four,
2: two, seven, a four-two-five. I mean, give me a four-two-five. Yeah, two,
3: five. usually when you hear five DBs, it's three corners, two safeties.
2: Give me three safeties.
3: Give me three safeties all day. Give bro.
2: me three safeties. You give me Tay, James, and Cam all at the same time.
3: With a couple of lockdown corners and then all Banks. of a sudden
2: Because again, that gives James the opportunity. Because look, if you want to move, if you want to move Cam to free or move, move, move Tay to free and move Cam to strong, have James just roam the field.
3: That's it. Just be a weapon, bro. Like put, I know you boy. always say you're a safety, and people say, "Oh, he's gonna be a linebacker." I don't care. Just put that man on the field. He's like that Isaiah
2: kid. Simmons.
3: That's exactly what I was gonna say. He's like that kid. I don't want to use
2: Sean Taylor. I'm gonna say Isaiah yeah. Simmons. Right? Got the same size, same height, pretty much same speed. And, and again, you're you're literally playing more in the middle of the field. You're not dropping back unless you have to. You're cover tight end coming down down the seam. Um, but but I think if you put you give me you give me Tay and Cam James Roman. And give me Marcus Banks. You know, and again, Marcus Clark didn't play bad last year towards the end of the season. I don't know what's going to happen with Isaiah Dunson, um, you know, and, and Jalen Harrell, guys like that. They they might hit the portal. Who knows? But you got to you got to want to be here. You know, oh, Brent Bird, we got to go to break.
3: I know. That's I was just, just going to let you finish your thought there. But you guys are listening to the Can Gang Radio Show here on Sirius XM Slam Radio Channel 145. We'll be back with our third and final segment here in just a moment.
6: Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio.
0: This is SiriusXM XM 145 Slam Radio.
7: There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze
8: Good morning amigo, weekdays 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145, Slam Radio. We'll be back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM
0: 145, Slam Radio.
9: Social Security is with you through life's journey from birth to retirement. As your life changes year to year, so do your needs. For over 80 years, Social Security has helped to meet your needs and is committed to improving access to the services that make a difference in your life. Today, you can verify your earnings, estimate your future benefits, apply for retirement, manage your benefits, and even change your address, all from the comfort of your home. Social Security's online services help put you in control with secure access to your information anytime, anywhere, allowing you to spend more time with family, friends or simply just enjoying the day social security securing today and tomorrow see what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov
7: produced at U.S. taxpayer expense
5: I'm constantly failing guys I'm constantly learning it's not how you fall it's how you get back up there's no losing only learning there's no failure only opportunities and there's no problems only solutions
0: On behalf of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality. Slam
3: Radio, what's up? From Enrique Santos, I Heart Latino.
0: And now we're back with Pain Gang on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio.
2: All right, we got kind of voice happy on that last one, and uh, I, I think okay, we'll just we'll just make sure we don't go over this time. But anyway, but like when you start, we know where to cut it. it. We'll be all right. Yeah, we know where to cut it. So anyway, it, it should be, gosh, it should be like very very interesting last year to see how things go. Yeah, I mean, I just. Again, your schedule is going to be predicated, but like Frank said, you can't worry about trying to go eleven and 0, 12 and zero. You know, next year, you need to worry about. So, I, I love Creed. You ever watch the movie Creed? Yeah. What? Well, so, there's, there's when he's training. You know, he wanted to get in there and just start like pounding people. Rocky Balboa said this: one step at a time, one punch at a time, one round at a time. That's got to be the philosophy, one mm-hmm. down at a time, one quarter at a time, one game at a time.
3: I should make mm-hmm. a shirt that says that. That's pretty dope. But I mean, well, honestly, you know, Mario's probably going to bring over the whole one and zero oh every week.
2: Correct. Mantra. Listen, but so let me let me give you an illustration from what I heard from Vince the other day. Vince is a very 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 intellectual football guy. Mm-hmm. He's like, when we get new guys coming to the league. And they start asking me questions. He goes, stop worrying about all that. He goes, your season should be played in quarters. You got four quarters. You got, you know, your first four games, your second four games, your third, third, fourth game, and then your, your fourth, fourth games, Right. You always want to try to be three and one in those quarters. Because at the end of the season, you're sitting at 12 and four, which makes sense. Right. He goes, you don't want to go one and three in the first quarter, you know, two and two in the second quarter. Cause then you're already behind the eight ball. You got to win your quarters. And it made sense to me. So Some
3: Belichick philosophy there. Bro, <laughs>
2: it's, it's, but think about that, right? If, yeah. if you're going into a season and again, we don't have a 12 game season, but again, if it's going to based on quarters, if you could be two and one every quarter, you're sitting at eight and four. There yeah. might be there might be a quarter that you go 4 and 0. Now you're 9 and 3, potentially 10 and 2. So if you can develop a mindset on how to structurally, you know, implement your season, I think it's going to go a long way. I think Mario is the right guy, the no-nonsense in your face but respectable kind of coach that you want at this time
3: for the University of Miami. Yeah. Look, man, he, he did an interview with uh, with Mark Packer the other day, right? And, Correct. You know, I'm, a, I'm a big Mark Packer fan, and you know I try to keep him and him and Durham on, you know, with the ACC network. And he asked me, He says, "Hey, what's your what's your pregame hype music, man?" And he said, "Man, I don't really believe in in external motivation." And I was just like, "Damn, dude! Like, like you know, you're playing chess while everybody else is playing checkers, man. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, so you know, then you saw those recruiting photos." from the official visit le- weekend last weekend, you know, what was missing from those videos or from those, those, those shots. No turnover chain, bro. I think that thing's gone, bro. I'll tell you right now. I think that thing is gone.
2: So do you think that that's got transformed from an Ibis to a, to a, a Nittany lion? <laughs> like in blue, blue and white diamonds, blue and white diamonds. <laughs> but
3: you, you know, to, to me, right. Like, you know, I, I think it's, it's, it may be fun for some of the fans. Right. And like, and whatnot. Right. But you know, I think it's, I think we've turned a new era. Right. And you don't want to carry old bad mojo into, into your new thing. Right. So like, look, I'm, I'm all about a prop if we have it. Right. But it should be a different prop. Right. Like, you know, the chain was the, was the greatest turnover prop of all time. Right. And I think it'll always stay that, you know, I think we, We kind of messed up by changing it every year i think it should have always just been the you and never changed right leave it alone don't bring the stupid rings in any of that stuff right just leave me that one chain um you know and only only give it out on certain plays you know what i mean like if you're losing i don't want to see that thing right Right. you know but uh, this guy isn't about all that flash stuff man you know you're not going to see him you know sliding on a banner in the in the rain you know at the end of a game for beating Virginia or whoever it was when he he did that. Right. Like, you know, the expectation is, is high. Like the entire bar, the the moment they made that higher, the bar was raised. Right. And it's at a certain level right now. And, you know, I think we're still going to see a lot of roster attrition, man. Like some guys are, I don't think are going to be able to hang with the intensity. I think some of those guys are graduating right Mm -hmm. now. Some of the guys that we would normally see go, Um, you know, but the thing that's exciting, man, is all these young guys that we have, right. The, the last really two recruiting classes I've been you know, jammed with just guys that we're excited to have here, right. That are going to, that are going to do big, big things, man. And you know, you get those guys on board and get them excited about being part of this, get them to buy in and be dedicated. You know, we're going to be dangerous.
2: <laughs> you know, uh, one thing that intrigues me is what kind of leadership and what type what type of mentality does Mario bring into the locker room. And I say that because we've heard how these kids are just completely disrespectful, whether or not they're at their own locker room, they're at a way when you got people like Ed Reed telling you, Hey, pick up this, pick up your trash, act like you've been here. Like, you know what I mean? These kids have to, there, there has to be some type of instillment of, I want to use the word adulthood. Maybe, maybe that's a good word. Like you have to- Turn boys into men. You know what I mean? Like at some point, and I think that's a great analogy. Like you just can't be, I don't want to say a dirtbag, because you just can't act like you're a kid your whole life. Like, you know, treat treat your your workspace or treat your home like your workspace. You show me your workspace, I know how you live at home, right? Mm -hmm. So when I look at your locker and I just see – you know, ramen noodle wraps and, you know, clothes everywhere, whatever the case may be, I know how you're living at home, right? Don't make other people do your job. Don't make other people pick up your clothes.
3: And that's how he's wired, man. You know, and I think it's, I think it's going to be intense, man. And you know, the thing is, is the assistant coaches that he's bringing in, you know, they are all high integrity, relentless motor like fierce yeah. recruiting type individuals like you know he's he's bringing the right people in man you know and I, I love the fact that he's came in and he's like he's you know he's looks like he's picked a couple of assistant coaches right off the bat and i think the fan base with the people that you know if you ask the fans who our opinion means nothing nothing who they'd want to stu- stay and go um the guys that everybody would want to stay pretty universally are, are you're seeing them active in these recruiting photos and you're seeing. So DVD, T Rob, you
2: know, Mike Rump. you know, again, I think Pata Cooney. um, I think they're guys that have to have local ties. Steve field, Steve field. Uh, I don't see let let's, let's, well, we know that Garen justice is gone. We know he's going to SMU. Um, Not sure what's going to happen with Jeff Simpson, but, I don't necessarily think that he's going to be retained. Could be wrong, you know. Um, you know, maybe Mario looks at his film and, you know, obviously he probably knows him and says, okay, not, not a bad D-line coach. Yeah. But again – Yeah, like, I mean, look, a lot,
3: of, a lot of people we know too have said that Jess Simpson is a tremendous, like, teacher and D-line coach. Yeah, yeah. Mario may just not know him, but he's going to see him up into this bowl game over so the next do few weeks. you think Mario
2: – do you think – okay, so let me ask you this. Number one, right? Mario's probably at practice, it's watching evaluated. practice, right? 100%. Evaluating. 100%. Make sure making sure my twenty two, my twenty twenty two guys aren't getting hurt. Like you're not yeah. doing something, right? Yeah. Does Mario go out to El Paso to watch the game?
3: Hell yeah, he's got to. He's man, that guy, That guy is. He lives, breathes, eats, sleeps this thing, man. You know, I, I think he's going to be around every bit of it. I don't think he's going to meddle with, with Simpson, though. I think he wants to see a lot of these guys. I think he wants to see Simpson. He wants to see Likens, you know. But, I mean, you don't see those guys out on the recruiting trail right now is the thing, though. And no. I think that's that's indicative. So, you know, it's it's kind of like, you know, hey, look, these are the guys that have expressed they want to be here. You know, T-Rob's been pretty much right by his side mm-hmm. through a lot of these trips. Um, You know, and, of course, Cooney still involved in – you know, I think I think all of us think the world of of Cooney and you know, and, and the entire recruiting staff. Um, you know, who knows where the roles are going to fall, right? You know, there's talk about bringing Tim Brewster, which you know that sucks because I got a coach that's got me blocked.
7: Really,
3: <laughs> I think he's got I think he's got eighty percent of the Canes fans uh, blocked. Not me, except not you, not you. You don't have, you don't ever you know. You
2: don't I, ever... I don't go at people like that. They're you know, like, not don't. like me.
3: I know, I know. I gotta I gotta earn my name though, right? <laughs> but. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, who's to say that maybe field doesn't get kept in a recruiting role or, you know, like the guy's been around, maybe, you know, maybe he's your running backs coach, right? There's a lot to, to it's kind of iron out, but I love the fact that, you know, rather than coming in and saying, okay, the first thing I got to do is get my staff in place. He's like, look, you guys are the guys that are here. You guys are the guys that know these best, these guys best. I'm, bl- I'm bringing Alex Mirabal. That's, that's happening. That's my right guy. Probably my best friend. Like that's going down. Right. But everybody else is, you know, I mean, it's just, it's just kind of like, look, we'll give you the opportunity to come in, recruit. We'll find a spot for you, right? You do the right things. If we work the right way, we'll find a spot for you. So, you know, who's who's to know where all these guys are going to fall? I'm sure there's a lot of conversations out there. But, you know, Morris is a guy of integrity, right? So I'm sure, you know, these guys that are coaching in other bowl games, Brian McClendon's uh, the coach of Oregon for the bowl game, right? There's actually some talk. I think Lanning's trying to keep him. And, you know, he may very well, right? You got to you got to think, you know, these guys have wives and you know, wives and kids and, you know, moving across the country isn't always – you know, just because a fan base wants you to come coach there isn't always the best move for you. Well, so,
2: that's where I feel like we won't know – again, we still need an OC, still need a DC, DC. Um, you know, position coaches. You know you
3: know my only request with those guys. What's that? Keep them upstairs, man. Oh, Please yeah. Please put a coach upstairs.
2: I mean, it's just <laughs> – I think – Again, I think a lot of things will be determined after bowl season, right? Because at the end of the day, people are going to move around after bowl games, after championship games and things like that. So, like, everybody wants a quick hire. Just like everybody wanted that quick hire for the AD. Like, do it the right way. Like, just don't do it the original Miami way where you just jump the gun and hire somebody. At least they're putting some thought process and they're doing some, you know, they're doing due diligence and they're really trying to figure out, okay, is this the right guy? Let's do a committee. Let's like, let's vet him. Let's do this. Let's do that. So at least they're doing things the right way. And, and, and again, I think, you know, listening to the AD the other day, uh, again, you know, I've wondered for years, like, why doesn't Miami have, number one, like a men's soccer team? 100%.
3: You know? And a softball team. Men's soccer Correct. and softball. And yeah. Those teams have basically the same amount of roster. So Correct. Title nine ba- balances itself out. Correct. No reason we can't have either Correct. one of those programs. Correct.
2: Here. You know, and again, you don't talk about the facilities because softball, all you do is you put a fence, you know, kind of out there and you move, move the bags the in. Like, you play it at the light. You move the bags up. You know, you put a temporary fence around there on those games. It's, it's pretty simple. So you've already got the soccer field. So, like, as many people play soccer in South Florida, it just it behooves me that, that you don't crazy. have a soccer program.
3: Yeah, redo Cobb Stadium, right? Like, you know. Increase the bleachers a little bit. I mean, not that you know soccer is a huge draw, but that's something that we should absolutely be represented in, and we should be. You know, look, like the ACC in soccer is a big deal. You know, just like they are in basketball. Florida I mean, State's been
2: playing; they played two years in a row for the national title.
3: Yeah, the women's team, I believe. Correct. Right? Yeah. 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 I mean, I think North Carolina is really strong when it comes to the men's team, but yeah, but yeah, like look, like let's let's get involved in that. Like so, the the, the Radakovich thing. I mean, you you know me from from day one when we fired Blake. And, you know, I kind of like started looking at, you know, I'm like, what do I know about ADs? So I started just researching who's out there. And I'm like, oh, my God, this guy Radakovich, you know, he's built Clemson. You know, you start reading about it. You know, he's been in Miami. Mm-hmm. And you start reading about, like, who he is and the fact that he's really kind of hands off but very involved. You know, like, not to the point of being meddlesome and everything, but the point of, okay, you know, coach for, you know, track and field. What do you need to, to, to run your program? Goes out, gets it. Yeah. football you know what do you what do you need dabo to, to make this thing happen okay you need me to go raise eight million dollars to put a new cafeteria on the side of the thing right because ours isn't big enough no problem i got you goes out does it makes it happen and let's you know the the um coaches focus on what they need to right so look i'm, I'm all about radakovich man i mean you know i think you know maybe blake got a little bit of a raw deal right who, who knows but it's a business you know it's a business, right? And they know it. Like, look, when you get when you get compensated at the level, you know, at a seven-figure level, it's just part of the gig, man. Yeah. You know?
2: Well, we'll see what happens moving forward because at the end of the day, Miami's making moves. Miami's making – they're making big
3: moves. They're paying
2: big money. And they're going to expect, you know, they're going to expect a winner, you know, in the next couple of years. So we'll see how it goes. Well, listen, appreciate everybody tuning in to the Can Gang Radio Show here on Sirius XM Channel 145. It's been a good two hours. And uh, looking forward to see what next week brings, even though next week is a uh, Christmas time. So if we're not on the air next week, from me to you, Merry Christmas. And uh, ho, ho, ho. yeah, that's it. Pieces. <laughs> Go Canes.
3: Go Canes. Cane gang,
2: gang. Gang gang. Canes by 20.